Hey guys, welcome to What I Learned Lately. This is Demo. As always, I'd love some feedback, whether it's good or bad. Um, so please reach out to me at whatdemoland on Twitter or Instagram or whatdemoland at gmail.com. I would love to know your thoughts um, of how I can make the episodes better or more capturing. So let me know. Okay, so. Today I'm going to talk about Seaspiracy. This has been something that has been on my mind for a while now. I probably watched it, um, I don't know, maybe a month ago, maybe a bit longer. Um, and I guess I've just been sitting with it, I've had some conversations about it, and now I'm ready to share my thoughts. So buckle up and let's get to it. So, again, similar to my last episode, if you've not seen it, then there's probably going to be some spoilers. I don't know if you can have spoilers with a documentary, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, basically I'm going to be talking about specific events um, that happen in it. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want it you know, ruined for you, then, then please stop listening now. Um, so, first of all, as with a lot of documentaries like this, it's, it's obviously pretty hard-hitting and it's something that, I mean, as someone that doesn't generally eat seafood anyway, it hasn't changed my life in any great capacity, but it's definitely uh, changed the way that I think about so, for example, at Christmas, Chris and I bought salmon as a treat for breakfast, right? That's not something that I'm going to do anymore. Because the main takeaway from the documentary is this question mark around sustainability. And this is something that I'm enthralled in because it's part of my degree. Well, it's a big part of my master's right now. And it's something, it's a lifestyle choice that I, I really try hard to follow and to adhere to. Don't get me wrong, I eat chocolate that comes in plastic wrappers and, you know, I put some cheese on my figgy to the other day, but you know what? It doesn't happen that often. And a big thing for me is collecting all the jars that I ever use and filling it with other stuff from the zero waste store that I go to called Pack It In here in Worcester. So anyway, this big question mark around sustainability because the takeaway was basically that being sustainable doesn't exist. And this is really a question that, um, again, I, I've been studying a lot, I've been thinking about a lot, and I've been talking a lot with my friends because how in, in this world, in the system that we're in, in the global economy, in, you know, cheap flights to Europe, how can sustainability really exist? And this part was obviously in particular talking about the ocean. And I guess a lot of focus over the last few years has been on, for example, the Amazon rainforest and deforestation, rightly so, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not in the business of saying that one is more than the other. 
but um, this has really shed a light on the deforestation of, of the sea because trawling, uh, for anyone that isn't sure, is essentially these big old boats and they have massive nets that trawl across the bottom of the ocean, the ocean floor. So they literally just scrape up, they just travel and they just scrape up anything in their path. And the sea is really important for our ecosystem because it captures a lot of carbon and, uh, you know, all of the different life forms within it are really important to one another, just like on land. Uh, and it's all part of that one big cycle that we're only really just starting to understand. So when you lift up the entire sea floor and you take away all of these, you know, uh, bits of algae and the rocks and the, the sea trees, I don't know what they're all specifically called, but when you take all of that, you're, you're really damaging the planet just right off the bat without even considering the animals that you've killed um, and, you know, all the other things that you've destroyed on the way because of the amount of carbon that you're releasing and the lack of carbon that can then be captured. So it's really counterproductive, to be honest. And I still don't really get the point of it because they do it to get specific fish or seafood and the bycatch is so much, but it just gets thrown away. So it's not even like, you know, they pick up everything and then they, they put it into different piles or anything like that. So much of it just gets thrown. It's just super wasteful, which just seems so bizarre to me. And that kind of brings me on to my next thing is when you see the, um, the MSC, so the Marine MCS, Marine Conservation Society. Um, sorry, a train of thought went missing there. Uh, when you see that mark or you see the sustainable fishing mark on any of your tuna or salmon or any fish that you buy, it's basically a big load of bullshit. And I know you can't always take these sorts of Netflix documentaries at face value, but uh, you can definitely research it afterwards and realise that it's, it's pretty true. So much like the meat industry and much like plastic and oil and all of the good things <laughs> the fishing industry is all interconnected so the people that are dishing out these certificates to say that they are um, you know safe and sustainable are the same people that are that own or are paying fishermen, fisher people, that was bad of me, and, uh, and the charities are involved too, because a big part of it, so putting the sustainability specifically aside, a big part of what it talks about is the um, plastic in the ocean, and how a massive proportion of it actually comes from the fishing industry. So it isn't just, you know, the plastic straws that you're using or the plastic neck and fork that you get from the chippy that's, you know, killing all these animals. It's actually the fishing industry 
and the nets that they just leave or the buoys that they just leave and the amount that washes up on the beaches is phenomenal. Oh god. <laughs> I've been teaching today, okay, so I'm really sorry if I can't articulate myself super well. I mean, I've been teaching every Wednesday, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty tired today. So anyway, <laughs> the amount of pollution is really bad. And again, it shows that these plastic, um, plastic pollution charities, especially with the sea, they never mention fishing pollution. And it kind of gets into the fact that the charities are often owned or funded by big fishing companies. So once again, it just kind of shows that we're not really in control, you know. And I guess this is what I've kind of had to like sit with since I watched it and really ponder because sometimes people say that you know the tiny choices that you make really don't make a difference and I fight really hard to ignore that because I don't believe that I think that if you smile at someone when you walk past them you're going to make their day just that bit better and if you never buy plastic you're going to make some kind of difference like you it has to it's one less person you know but when you then learn that and this isn't just the fishing sector, this is also meat and dairy. When you learn that the good people and the bad people are so intertwined and rely on each other so heavily, you kind of start to doubt everything and wonder what the, the point is, you know? It just makes me go and buy a, a plate of chips and cheese or, or more chocolate than I was already eating, you know? It just... <laughs> It, it gets quite frustrating and I, I get that a lot in my degree at the moment too because there are some academics that are so hell-bent on the fact that technology and I'm sure that I've talked about this before that technology is going to save us and humans are so smart that it's you know it's all going to work but I just don't think that's true we're not so smart how are we supposed to replace the mass of ocean forest floor that we've destroyed quick enough and efficiently enough for it to make up for all of the um, carbon capturing that it was doing. How do we do that? It just doesn't work like that. Just the same as planting trees isn't enough. New trees don't do anything. Well, they don't do anything. They do do something, but compared to a 300 year old tree you know the amount of carbon that it that it's holding on to is tiny so what's our next step do we start protesting all the time i think the biggest protest that you can possibly do is to stop eating fish in this instance uh, and I'm really not someone to pressure anyone and I'm really not someone to judge or, you know, your choices are your choices and that is so fine. And I think as long as you know the, 
the consequences, I suppose, of the choices that you're making and, you know, can take accountability for that, then that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, you know, a lot of my friends still eat meat and fish and I would never ever in a million years tell them not to, but they all know. And I think that's the big thing is the knowing because I, I look at the kids in school and, and they have no idea. They have no idea the impact that they're having when they just go to McDonald's three times a day or when they buy clothes from Primark or whatever it is and again I I really do mean this without judgment um and I I really do and I just don't know what the solution is so I guess I'm I'm looking for some kind of solutions because what have I learned I've learned that the fishing industry's fucked and all, all we can do is not eat it that that is the solution so what about the millions of people that want to eat it you know what about them how do we make it sustainable and it brings me back around to my beginning point what even is sustainability does it even exist can it exist in this society and I'm really clutching at straws because I just have no idea. I, and I, I guess I'm not expected to know all the answers and that's okay. But it makes it really tough, you know, when you, when you care so much. So what can we do? Another big thing that I always thought would be okay in the scheme of, uh, you know, meat and etc., is local people, if you live by the sea, you go fishing. If you don't, you don't, you know? But in Seaspiracy, they show the Faroe Islands and how they mass murder a pod of whales. Every single one of them. The babies, the pregnant um, mothers, the massive ones, honestly, every single whale dies. It is an actual bloodbath. There's so much blood in the water, it's horrific. And, it, you know, on the one hand, it, it can have that sustainable umbrella because they use every bit of the bodies, you know, they're resourceful, they don't do it all the time. But on the other hand, why do you have to kill them all, guys, you know? Why all of them? And I, I feel that about any animal, I guess. So I, I don't know, I guess I just don't have that part of my brain to, to understand it or whatever it is. And if you can kill it, then I don't think you should eat it. And that's something that I really stand by in the last few years, especially. Um, but it just makes me question everything that I kind of thought thought I thought I guess and it, it's it's made me really reflect on my lifestyle you know I talk about being sustainable but I'm renting a three-bedroom house and is it is that sustainable just because I eat seeds out of a jar and I buy most things not in plastic and from the zero waste store or from the charity shop does that make me any more sustainable no, not really. How can it? 
the emissions that I'm creating in this house, in the car that I drive to the various schools all over Worcestershire, how does that make me any more environmental? Just because I'm conscious of it, just because I know the choices that I'm making, does that make it better? I'm not sure. And I don't know what can be done. There's this big concept called degrowth, and it essentially means that we go backwards and we stop what we're doing. Obviously, it can all come to a halt. I mean, it could, but it would be chaos. <laughs> uh, but the whole idea is that we we digress and sorry, we don't digress, we regress and we stop prioritising the economy because exponential growth just isn't doing us any favours, it's not doing the world any favours and with degrowth would come localism so, you know, that is where the idea of whatever you have near you, you, you source and that's what you live off but man is that a utopian dream because I can't see many people doing that, can you? <laughs> I definitely can't. Okay guys, that has really been me rambling for 20 minutes and maybe I wasn't as prepared for the Seaspiracy talk as I thought because it's it's something that's really hit home with me and something that's really been bugging me. So let me know what you think, let me know if you've watched it and please 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 give me some feedback on these podcasts um, so that I can keep making it better for you to listen and hopefully enjoy. Next week we will hopefully be having a guest on the show. This will be my first guest, so I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it's about just yet. I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, hopefully those plans come to fruition and it'll be awesome. And if not, then I'll cook something else up for you. And until then, have a great week.